0: Hi, I'm Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking about reputational risk and third-party validation. It's my pleasure to be speaking with Ryan Davis. He's an Information Security Manager with CA Vericode. Ryan, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Oh, thank you, Tom. appreciate uh, appreciate you having me.
0: Ryan, to start with, tell me a little bit about your role at CA Vericode, please.
1: Yeah, so over here at Vericode, I, I manage uh, the information security team. Uh, and for w- us, what that means is I'm, I'm managing everything from, from risk that presents itself on desktop endpoints through our network infrastructure to our, our uh, server environment, all the way up through all of the instances we have out in AWS. My team is also responsible for for risk and compliance as well. So uh, not only are we get to make sure that we're doing the right thing from a security controls perspective, uh, but we also are the ones who who go and work with our customers to do the validation uh, on that as well.
0: So, Ryan, about validation. In today's threat environment, why do you find that third-party validation of a company's reputation is really so critical?
1: Yeah, well, what I can say is, broadly speaking, we've seen throughout, you know, uh, the information security community, and, and you don't even have to stop there. You can just say, you know, any industry. Uh, taking somebody's word for it isn't 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 enough these days. Uh, you can't just say, oh, yeah, well, that person said they're secure. And in many cases, when, you know, that that uh, has been the assertion, you know, come to find out that there's there's uh, some re- residual or remedial risk there that gets exploited. And that's presenting the opportunity for bad guys to be able to get in. So for us, you know, the way we think about it is we, we really try to not only take our word for it. Right. But we want you to be able to have that comfort that somebody else is also asserting that, that we're you know, secure. And I think that's probably the biggest trend right now is, is you can't just take the company's word for it. You really want to have that independent attestation from somebody that's you know, unbiased, not being paid to say, oh, yeah, that company does, in fact, know what they're doing from a security perspective. Well, that's a great point. How do you currently get that attestation? Well, for us, we do it a couple different ways. We, of course, you know, have our own controls and everything that we attest to, uh, and we allow our customers to come in and and audit us and ask us questions about those policies and procedures. Uh, In addition to that, we go through a, a SOC audit, an SSA 16 SOC. To uh, audit, uh, and we go through and and present all of our controls, and and all of the evidence uh, to an independent third party, and then they, you know, weigh in on on their assessment of of you know are are we in fact doing those things or not? Uh, And then one of the other you know very common ways today is is doing things like pen tests, and and we of course go and employ third parties to you know come and pen test us, you know, whatever results that they find, we go and we try to uh, to respond to those you know, so that there's no single one tool that we're relying on. Uh, we're re- really relying on a couple of different mechanisms to, you know, kind of assert, not only are we saying, you know, these things, but we're actually doing them. And here's the evidence of that.
0: Right. I want to ask you about a specific vendor, BitSight. Where does BitSight add
1: value to you, both externally and internally? Yeah, that's a great question. So from from where I sit, right, uh, you know, I'm I'm looking at all of these different dashboards to say, how are we doing from a security perspective, right? We have tons of different metrics, and it's really tough sometimes to say, well, does that actually mean we're more secure? So where BitSight comes in is, is again, they're providing that independent attestation. They're giving that third-party voice to say, hey, you know what? Verico does know what they're doing, and, and here's the evidence. The way we use BitSight here internally is to be able to tell that story not only to you know, to uh, our peers in in the security industry, but also to executive management and say, hey, listen, here's a number of different dimensions for which you can go and look at a security posture for an organization. And they give you this lens to be able to kind of look at that uh, and give you, you know, a a score. And and the way I like to kind of, uh, you know, give the analogy is it's it's very much like a credit score, right? They're giving you a a rating, if you will, about, you know, how, what's the security posture look like? We use that as, as kind of a mirror for ourselves to say, hey, you know what? Uh, here, here's what we believe we're doing and how we feel we're doing. Um, but is from the outside perspective, how does it look like we're doing from the outside? So we use that really as, as a, a self-assessment tool to not only be able to look at ourselves, but also share that with folks like executive management or or customers.
0: Brian, as you know, these scores or these ratings have become increasingly popular. How can they be used as even a competitive differentiator?
1: Well, I think one of the things to think about, right, is security. There's an inherent cost to security. You can't just go and, quote unquote, do security, right? There's, There's an investment of time, money, resources to go and have a security program. If you're trying to Assert that right. Hey, we do security. You have to have something to be able to measure it, right? Um, so when you have an independent attestation, right, especially with a with a, a, a scoring a rating system like like BitSight does, it really uh, starts to give you the ability to compare one against the other, right? And so if you say, hey, you know what, our BitSight score is. Eight hundred right, and somebody else's who is a competitor of ours is seven hundred. Uh, the story kind of writes itself there of course there's, there's much more detail there right and, and when you get into the minutiae you know' there 's reasons that one score might be different than somebody else's you know you 're not always comparing apples to apples, but the reality is is you can very quickly be able to say, Oh well, you know f- at first glance right, one is clearly more focused on their security posture right um, and uh, so I think that for us, right? You know, it comes up in conversations, right? Especially as part of a sales cycle with our customers, and that's that's another big aspect to my job too, Tom. Uh, you know, not only do I have to make sure all of that stuff is secure, but I also have to be able to evangelize it back to our customers. And it's a heck of a lot easier when it's not just me saying, "Oh yeah, we do those things." When I can say, "Hey, you know what? Go look at this independent third party. You know, they run this you know scoring system. There's you know thousands of companies for which they've rated." Go and take a look at what our score is out there. You know, don't take my word for it. Uh, It gives you that independent voice.
0: Brian, you've alluded to this, but I want to ask just the same. In this growing and competitive marketplace, why does this one particular differentiator
1: matter? Well, so I think the the, the reason it matters is because as time goes on, right, we're getting more and more investment throughout, uh, you know, throughout the industry into security, um, you really have to be able to justify those dollars, right, and say here's here's why we need that. Um, and when when you tie the sales aspect to this, right, um, being able to say, especially as a security company, no, we're secure and we know what we're doing, uh, that makes that makes it an easier story to tell, right. Um, and hopefully, you know, the, the customer or prospect in this case has already heard of your reputation, right? Because maybe they went out and did the research beforehand. Um, and, and that's what we're finding, especially, you know, with how much information is available on the Internet. Uh, a lot of customers are making a decision about what tool is their preference before they even get to you. So you've got to kind of have that reputation of doing security and doing security well, uh, because if you don't, then that's the reputation that's going to precede you. I mean, I, I don't have to, you know, look any further than, you know, like target breach, right? Like everybody was very, you know, up in arms and, and hesitant to shop at target right after because they didn't know, you know, what the reputational security, you know, posture was other than the fact that they knew they got breached. So having that, you know, a tool to be able to represent the reputation of the company that's independent, I think is, is invaluable. Very good. Ryan, I appreciate your time and insight today.
0: Thanks so much.
1: I appreciate you having me, Tom.
0: We've been talking about reputational risk and third-party validation. I've been speaking with Ryan Davis. He's Information Security Manager with CA Vericode For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.